0: Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us. My name is Troy Hudkins. This is Lessons for Life podcast. And my guest tonight is John Bird. John, thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Nice to get new I've people. Always, I've always wanted to be interviewed. I always thought it'd be after a hockey game or something, but, but that's good too. That's fine. This will work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So to start with, who is John Byrd?
1: Oh, uh, John is a giant sports nerd. Um, he is a dad, uh, dad to a special needs girl. Um, which I I think is, you know, worth mentioning because it is a different life and, um, you know, husband and, uh, just hard worker i think
0: yeah nice yeah right on so you have a special needs daughter yeah and and that takes a toll in your
1: life it's obviously a lot of work for you guys yeah it's um it's a challenge it's a blessing it's all the above it's happy it's sad it's all over the place and it, it's why i felt the need to say it because yeah. it is, you know, a different journey than a lot of other things. And um, not that I think, like, by any means that, you know, it's harder. It's just different. And it's something that kind of sets me apart. So right. I, that's why I mention it.
0: Yeah, You've you got to be a strong person to to do that all the time. It's, it's a lot of work mentally and physically, right?
1: You have to be a strong person exactly physically, mentally, and you need a partner that's the exact same and will back you up when times are tough and that's what I am very very lucky to have as well so
0: right on that's awesome so what is your why
1: my why um my why is um is i'm always trying to prove myself um myself and to others um to constantly try to do my best and to um just just be my best basically at all times and uh um yeah just it, it's mostly with me i know a lot of people say my why is my family that's also me but it's me being my best for my family just trying to always contribute is nice. probably a good word. So, yeah.
0: Right on. Yeah. What do you think sets you apart from other, like, say, your friends and stuff? What What sets you
1: apart as a person? Um, I have very high expectations of myself. Um, you know, I'm not going to be the best at everything, but the things I know I can do, I am going to give hundred and ten percent on. And I find a way to um to whatever situation it is. Um I am not somebody who could build anything from scratch. I am not somebody who is uh good fixing cars. That's not me. But you know what if if a car needs fixing, you know what i could I could hold the flashlight as I could hold the flashlight with the best of them um I could whatever is needed, or I could do something else if if somebody else is fixing the car, I'll do something else so uh, I think I always try to find what I can canreable it uh with whatever it is so
0: yeah and then and then those things that you find that you can do, you go hard with
1: absolutely, absolutely. Nice. Nice. Anybody in the family needs their computer fixed. They come to me. So
0: <laughs> You're the guy. 110%. Yeah. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. Um, who do you think has been your biggest influence in your life, your mother or your father?
1: Um, I'd say for my, my hard work, it's my father. Um, the, the man worked for 30 years at Sink, Um Very hard job. Had um, at perfect attendance, which is just unheard of. Um, yeah. Days, uh, sick days, no took vacation days, and um, was just one of the hardest workers. And like even from anything, um, doing the lawn, it was perfection. Shoveling the driveway, which you know you go and do as a kid and you're like look I did the driveway but then at 10 o'clock you hear your dad out there finishing up and scraping right to the bottom and getting it finished and you're like okay not not quite perfect I guess but <laughs> but uh hard work from him um as far as a person who showed me how to treat others was my mother um he is somebody who gets along with, with different people um, talk to a lot of different people, which, as a child, was very frustrating because she could and would talk to anybody, <laughs> and you were sitting, standing beside her, twiddling your thumbs for a while. So, but um, as far as how to treat people, and um, also a hard worker—not not that she wasn't—but um, I mean, to, to just see how to treat people was was my mother's
0: nice yeah
1: are you, so from your dad, you learned some of your
0: skills, your life skills um do you mow your lawn at the angle like they do at the golf <laughs> courses and stuff?
1: Unfortunately, <laughs> I do not have that perfection gift that my father does uh he has uh, way more patience for stuff like that than I ever will and um so i i I did not get all of that from him, but um. You know what? Allison says that she doesn't do the laundry anymore because she doesn't do it right, according to me. So I think I did pick up a few things from him as well. So, <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right
0: on. That's awesome. I don't, my, my lawn, it, it's lucky it gets cut. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it gets Dude. cut and the grass gets thrown out, that's a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Uh, of all the good traits that your parents showed you, what do you think is your if you could pick one trait from your mother and from your father to pass on to your younger generations, what would it be?
1: Um from for like you said, for my father it would a hundred percent be the value of hard work. Okay. Um he was never somebody who aspired to be at the top of a profession or to uh do uh keep reaching. But he was there and you could trust him. when you gave him a job, it was gonna be done. And that's something that I really, really, really um strive to do in anything that's ever given to me. I do not want to be given a job and then people be like, oh, I mean, I guess that's that lesson from the, the shoveling the, the snow. Like I don't want somebody to have to come in and clean up after me. So, uh, it was a lesson that, you know, you kind of learned by yourself, but it was taught that, you know, do a job, you do it right. And I think that is like a, a big lesson from my father that I would love to teach my children. Nice. That, that's a Modern. good lesson. Your, your yeah. kids,
0: you know, teaching kids the value of hard work Yeah. and also the satisfaction of hard work. Right. I mean, when you work hard at something, you get it done and you accomplish it yeah. for them. That's a big thing. You know, look what I did kind of thing. It's, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I and anytime they come to me and tell me that, Hey, I did this. I'm like, them. I'm so glad you did that. Even if I'm the one now that has to go back up, and you know, maybe sweep a few more things or whatever it is, I make sure that they know that they did a good job um, when they, when they, when I know they've tried and done their best. So nice, the big thing. Cool. Yeah, and then for my mom, I think um, again, it's to be kind to everybody. Um, yeah. you, you never know. Um, you give everybody a chance, I think is a big thing. Um, you, you, you can hear a lot of things about a lot of people and, and, you know, you got to give everybody a chance, um, before you can decide whether that person is worth continuing time with or not. And I think that's a big thing I learned from my mother. She talked to everybody, no matter, you know, if so-and-so is like, oh, this person is this or this person is that my mom would give the time of day to anybody. So I nice. think that's the biggest lesson that that I learned from her. Is that, you know, you got to um, you, you gotta just treat people as an open book when when you when you meet them, and then you know you can decide from there what you think. About, right. Don't let others right. or anybody else influence you on that.
0: That's awesome. So just a little story on talking to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I years ago, and I don't know if you were on Pat's hockey team when we took the trip to Minnesota or not but we went Mm. down to Minnesota for a tournament yeah and uh driving down from Fort McMurray all the way down to Minnesota yeah and then every time we stopped to fill up with gas my kids would just shake their head at me because I'd be outside (laughs) filling the vehicle but talking to the guy on the other pump right and that's just what I did kind of like your mom hey where are you from what are you doing you know blah 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 and funny thing, we stopped at this one gas station. I chatted with this one guy, and he was, I don't even remember where he was headed or whatever. Yeah. But we had gone to Minnesota, and when we left coming back, I don't remember if we, the, the car was overheating or something. I don't even remember what it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But we had pulled over to the side of the road, and we're sitting there for a little bit, and this car pulls up behind us, and they get out, and they come to see if we're all right. And you know who it was?
2: <laughs> the guy from the other side of the cast pump, right?
0: So, like you said, you never know when it's gonna, you know, come back or be be useful or something. Like it's it's amazing the people you touch and the people you talk to, and how that all intertwines.
1: Yeah, a hello, a smile, anything like that—even the littlest things—is something. I mean, uh, my daughter's nonverbal she's nonverbal but she'll throw a smile at you and you'll feel a little better about yourself if she throws oh, you a smile she, she, <laughs> she communicates <yeah. laughs> she, she could also definitely. throw you a dirty look too let's, let's, let's get it straight too but <laughs> she'll throw that smile out at you and you just, it's hard to not smile back at her so yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's amazing what those little things can do yeah and when you do something
0: for her she she gets the biggest grin yeah 100%. or if you say hi to her yeah. It's like, you know, it's the top of the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's pretty
0: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you have siblings, you yes. have uh brothers.
1: I have a brother. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So growing up, what kind of impact do you think your brother had
1: on you or you had on your brother? <laughs> um I don't think he would have appreciated how our growing up went. There's a lot of battles going on, but um, (laughs) he pushed me to be better. Um, You know, and and you're just kids and you're just playing and you don't realize it. But I always felt like as the older brother, I needed to be better and kind of show him the way, Um, you know, do the right thing. And then maybe lead by example way, um, you know. We were very close in age; we're only two years apart. So I mean, like I said, it was. <laughs> I mean, if if there wasn't a weekend where one of us got hurt, I mean, what what was the weekend for? But uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, you always had somebody to play with, and uh, like even friends like kind of mix in because it was only two years apart. And you know, there was the big brother, little brother. You know rivalry is at the yeah. same time but you know it was it was good like i i enjoyed and we're we're friends now that we're we're older but yeah it's been it, it and of just uh you know battled it out <laughs> and yeah. you know push each other to be better so 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 as
0: younger kids like my kids growing up too there's there's always you know contention or they argue or fight or whatever yep, yep. But now, like you said, that you're older, like, do you guys call each other all the time and say, hey, what do you do? And you want to go out? Let's do this
1: or whatever. Um, like, you know, you, the relationship has evolved, right? It has evolved. It has evolved. It's, it's evolved way more. There's there's not as much competitiveness. But, you know, you know, you put a couple of controllers in our hands.
2: Better.
1: But, yeah, no, it's right. it's definitely like it's something I need. We, we should probably get better at. Uh, it is more communication between the two of us but like when we get together it's uh, it, we have the same personality um laugh at the same sort of things and you know get along very very well like there's nothing better than going out golfing with with my brother and 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 hanging out as so. long as he doesn't wear a Canucks jersey <laughs> yeah, absolutely I think I think Working for Rodgers And the Oilers He's kind of now An Oilers fan So I don't okay. have to worry About that as much So It's okay It's okay nice. right It gives me a hard time About my Senators But <laughs> Oh, there you go That's warranted A little bit So <laughs> That's okay
0: Well If you have to If you have to Yeah You know Go for the Senators
2: Yeah,
0: that's okay <laughs> Um <laughs> What Which person outside of your family do you think Mm. has had the largest
1: impact on your life? Um, you know, I had, I had a hockey coach, um, Barry Reed. Um, I know Barry. Yeah. Very, very influential growing up. Um, I had, it's funny. I, I'm a true believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, it was Peewee and uh, they had time trials back then to kind of slot you into, you know, which division you're going into upper division, lower division sort of thing. Right. Trying to trying to figure out where you are. And um, I had started playing like rep travel soccer um, about the year before. So I kind of had that experience where I kind of knew what, higher level of soccer was but with hockey I'd always just kind of gone up every every stage so you know you start and you go to a or whatever it was you kind of just progressed and that's kind of how it went so I did my first year peewee and I did my time trials well I bought new pants that year and for some reason the belt wasn't working I I switched from fenders to a belt belt wasn't working so i did my time trials and i was pulling up my pants the whole time because i was like last thing i need is everybody watching me and my pants fall down like that's the so whatever sacrifice time ends up i i end up in Wee d and um i get down there and i play a couple games and i'm like you know what i think i think i might be better than a few of these kids like i i yeah. I, I i had i had been able to uh to get some points and, and do a bunch of things that, you know, really wasn't my thing. And I was like, uh, I don't know if this is it. Well, I think it was three or four games in Barry was actually just a coach in PWA. And he was like, oh, I, I'm kind of looking for another defenseman. And like, I'll go down and kind of check out these games. And he came and watched one of mine and I had gone up and down the ice twi- two or three times. And he's like, okay, well I'm calling this kid up. Um, Turns out he ended up coaching a development team that was going to play against the rep team that year. And yes. so he invited me to play for that as I kept going. And that was kind of like it we, we would practice first thing in the morning before school. So like that was kind of cool. That was a new experience. Like it wasn't just Saturday mornings. Five, it was five AM practice. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, my, my mom, my mom hated it. I'm sure, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're too young to drive or anything, so they're driving you up to the other side of town first thing in the morning. But, um, it was great. It was a great experience to kind of, you know, see a higher level, and, um, anyways, uh, did the development team with him. Then the next year, he ends up coaching the rep team. So with, with Serge hope, Yeah try out try out on a try out the rep team I make my first hockey rep team and you know it kind of snowballs from there like my whole life from there was basically traveling with sports and and doing the sports things and meeting people through that and kind of everything kind of developed from there so honestly it was just him kind of seeing me taking a chance a couple of three or four times on me to do stuff and, you know, kind of opened my world to a bunch of new things that I would have never have done and really come out of my shell back then. Nice. Nice.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. I coached a lot of hockey growing up and coached a few rep teams. I coached some just strictly travel teams. That's all we did. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I know Barry Reed and I know yes. Serge Baudry, and they coached together for a while, those two. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, what kind of an impact do you think sports has played on your life? Like uh, with the hockey family or the, the soccer family, I mean, there's a, there's a whole
1: group of people. Right. Um, it, 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 everything. It. Um, I, I still am shy to a certain extent, and um, I'm not very outgoing. But being on those teams and being around all sorts of different people and learning to be a team, and no matter how different you all are, same sort of goals. And been on good teams and bad teams, and. Um, everything. Um it it really like you said it really brought me out of my shell where I was like, oh okay, like um somebody was like uh at one point they were asking to for rooms and they're like, oh is John in my room he's really funny. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I guess I'm really funny. Like I don't I don't know, I guess. But like you just learn stuff about yourself being around other people and kind of seeing everything, right? and yeah i mean teamwork, striving for a goal um, how to deal with losing all the time how to how to deal with pressure of winning that, all that kind of stuff and pressure of winning is, is almost as bad as the pressure of losing yeah yeah they're both they're they're both, they're both tough like to be the best team you're always on top of your game to be the worst team you're always trying to do better and sometimes it's just it it won't happen It won't. There's bigger teams. There's stronger teams. You can work as hard as you want, but, you know, and and sometimes hard work can beat skill, but if you have skill and hard work, it is going to be very tough to beat that sort of thing. So, you know, I've been on um, soccer teams that have won gold medals and, you know, we were the best. We knew we were the best. We were we played bigger. We played stronger than a lot of other teams. We weren't the most skilled, but we were bigger and stronger, and that's what we did to win. And, you know, you just find that thing that you're better at than somebody else, and then you kind of exploit them that way. So like, all these kind of things were, we're, we're learned through sports. Um, uh, I have friendships still now, with like really good friendships from, from sporting teams that, you know, those guys I'd go to bat for all day because they they were so great to me and you you know you want to be great for them so that's awesome that's incredible
0: um who's your idol who do you look at and say you know i want to be like this person or stand for what they stand for kind of thing like
1: you know i had a lot of sports idols growing up um there there were people that you wanted to be like that's what, how you wanted to model yourself for. So like for hockey, I, I was a big Ray Bork fan. I thought he kinda did it all and quietly would do it. Wasn't flashy, Classic. wasn't yeah, like totally one of those guys and you know, just gets the job done, keeps it simple. And I I focused like my sports around that. Now I don't know what type of person he is, obviously, because I was younger and, and kinda saw that, but um, there were the other ones too where you were like those people aren't like me and I kind of admire that too like there was a soccer player named Eric Cantona and he was just mean and skilled and like very outgoing and brash and cocky and all that stuff and I'm like none of that stuff so that's kind of cool like I kind of like that too I want to be but, like him yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think I wanted to be like him but it was it was just it was a different point of view from from where I am so you kind of look at that too but there was a kid from Fort McMurray um I say kid I mean he's older than me but uh Chris Phillips um was somebody from your hometown um you kind of start seeing some similarities between you and him. Like, you know, small family guy, like uh, quiet, um, like just kind of your, your, your typical stay at home defenseman, just a a quiet guy, good guy, like very nice. And, you know, he's the reason why I like the senators. Um, You know, he got drafted there and uh, I've liked them ever since. And uh, you know, my my mom knew his family. Um, I think most people in Fort McMurray kind of knew who Garth Phillips was. And, yep. Um. You know, you, we we went – me and Allison went to Ottawa for uh, – shortly after we were married. And my mom talked to his parents. And sure enough, after the game, we got to go down and meet with him and talk to him and just – have like a regular conversation with this person that you know you've kind of looked up to for a very long time and been like wow like look at look what you've done and just talk to him and just a nice guy like he's just a regular guy yeah and and like allison and i think her brother mikey ran into him in an airport and like took a picture with him and he's like no problem and like just like salt to the earth type of guy so like that was somebody I was like, wow, like, you know, you can be big and famous and do all this stuff, but still just be like, you know, the Fort McMurray guy. That was just super nice and it's nice to people. So yeah, that's the kind of quality I, I like to see people is just be nice to people, you know, no matter what. Yeah. When I,
0: was, uh, when I was doing the mascot for the Oil Barons yeah, was one of the years that he played up there with the oil barons it was it was awesome it's then there was so many great guys that played in Fort McMurray too yeah you know it was it was incredible
2: yeah
0: Uh, Uh, and Chris Phillips is awesome I I worked a little bit with his dad through hockey and stuff especially with stuff to do with the oil barons Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: I was involved with them quite a bit yeah but uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty awesome and he's a great guy yeah uh, how important is education in your life you're you're uh well educated you've gone to university and
1: uh, stuff. I've done college.
0: college I've done some okay.
1: college um, I think it's important um, and it, it depends what type of person you are um, i'm I went to college I did what I needed to do to get my my bearings. I, I built a foundation. I didn't go any farther than that. I haven't gone okay. to go and get my degree or anything like that. I think it's important because, you, like I said, you need that solid foundation. But I'm somebody who thrives more in hands-on experience. Okay. And it's why I chose the college. They said university, like in college, you can kind of go through college and kind of get into the industry that way and, and kind of veer off into that direction, whereas university, it's more like both learning for the most part of it. So right. um, I think I think some people thrive in that university environment where it's it's learning and you can grasp that that. But for me, it's more like okay, this is a good foundation, so I can use it to come back to. But I want to be doing those things. Right. So, I I was always <laughs> I was always told I wasn't a great practice player. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what education is. It's the practice yeah. for the game. Yeah. And you know, I when I when I made my the second rep I ever made, I went on a trip where they had pre before the trip had started, they were expecting to cut me. They needed to bring me to to see, but I was expected to be cut by the end of the trip. Right. After playing all those games, then they were like, no, we can't, we can't cut you anymore. Like we we were going to because of all the practice and like you weren't excelling there, but then you got to the game and then you, you used all that stuff in the game and, and it was completely different. Right. So I think that's how, that's how I feel about, about school. Like it is a great thing to, to build up anything that you need, but it's in the real world where you're getting your experience. Right. Right. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, so like, which one do you think carries more importance
1: the classroom or life lessons life, life. life lessons. i do i i think you need like i said the class lessons come in handy for the life ones but the life ones are going to teach you what being in class can't and right it, it's been experience for me i've I, I struggled a lot especially um at the end um just as I was finishing, it it was very difficult for me. And as I got back out, and, and I'm like, "This is what I need it for." Then it wasn't an issue for me anymore. But right. being back here, being like, "What is this for? Like, what's the point?" Like, I don't work for the company, so like figuring out their stuff doesn't mean spot to me. Whereas, you know, I work for this company. I work for Company D. Well, now I know what this is for. So now I can use it right to go so i feel like i think education is important but i think the life lesson for me is where the importance is more more important or more or important stronger more important.
0: importance yes nice okay um what do you think is your
1: biggest motivator myself um trying to prove myself I think, um, more than, more than anything else, I try to prove myself to my family, to my coworkers, my friends, well, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm trying, I, 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 try to prove myself and my worth at all times. I think that's my biggest motivator is to not let myself down. Please. yeah.
2: Nice.
0: So you're, you're probably your biggest push
1: yeah my biggest push my biggest hold back all those things <laughs> yeah. depending on what it is yeah i'm 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 the obstacle in my own way so get out of my way and and do what it is then it's great but yeah
2: yeah what is what is your biggest fear
1: it's 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 failure it's it's not being good at something I have a very hard time when I'm not good at something, and I have a hard time continuing on being not good at something. Um, the example for that is I don't know how to drive stick because I was so horrible <laughs> when I started, and I, I get so frustrated with myself that it it, it becomes an issue. So um, yeah, I, I just remember we had this little car that my mom bought my brother. No problem. Picks it up. Driving. No problem. Loves it. Um, me. Like. Not so much. <laughs> Try all the common sense in the world to figure it out. Not working. Um, <laughs> Allison tried. Did not work. It ended up in a big fight. So, yeah, I don't drive sticks. So, <laughs> I think, I think yeah. I have a, I, my fear is, is failure. Is yeah. uh, not being good at something and whatever it is, um you know you're you're always you're always afraid for your kids and and stuff but you know you just don't want to fail anybody and that's my big right okay yeah. um
2: what inspired you to choose the career you're in um
1: you know it's i've always just been I feel comfortable with numbers. I, I I I do accounting for a company, and um, uh, not necessarily an accountant, but accounting duties. And um, I think I I, my, I I just feel very comfortable around numbers. I understand it. I understand computers. I understand all that kind of stuff altogether. So it really just feels like, like when I'm at work, I'm just comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I, I feel I know exactly what's going on. So like that's why I, I just feel very comfortable right now.
0: Nice. Okay. If you could do anything else, what would it be? I
1: would love to go to sports all day long. <laughs> yeah. I would I would love to do that. I um when I went down to I moved down to Lethbridge to go to college Um, after finishing. I I did a couple years up in Fort McMurray, um, mainly just to play soccer. I I got on the college team there and kind of took two years of schooling just to play soccer. And then after that, (laughs) yeah, after that two years, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not, I just took some computer courses and, and things along those lines, some stuff that, went way above my head and I was like, okay, that's not for me. But that was kind of just to tide me over just so I could play soccer for a few more years. And then um, moved down to Lethbridge to go to school. And when I was down there, I had two, I was looking through all the courses and business really stood out to me because I was like, I, I, I need that as a solid base for most things. So business sounds good. And then the other thing I saw was their uh, communications program. And I heard they had a very good communications program down there. And that, you know, that's radio, all that kind of stuff, right? Nice. And uh, I, you know, I hear people on the radio and I was like, God, oh, I just love to sit there and talk about sports yeah. <laughs> all day long. And you know what, people at work were like, John, you talk about sports a lot here. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, one, one of my one of my buddies at work was always like, man, I wish you had your own show. I'd listen to the John Bird show every day. And I was like, me too. I would love to listen to the John Bird show every day. <laughs> um, people well, joked maybe. around with me. You need to too. start a podcast. <laughs> Some people joked around too that me and Allison would make a good radio duo at the same time. I was like, yeah, maybe. It, it was always <laughs> like one of those things that I was like, maybe one day. But um. Yeah, it, that would be something that I would just love to yeah. talk about sports or something like that all day long. Well, I broadcast
0: hockey for a few years when I was down in the States yeah. on the internet, and I had people listening from all over the world. It was, yeah. it was pretty amazing. It was yeah. pretty fulfilling. It's, uh, it's one of the things I miss. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't know that I would cool. want to talk about sports all day
1: long, yeah, but, but doing the games and doing the broadcasts was pretty cool. No, I, d- I definitely could do it. And uh, you know what? My, um, my players in my video game upstairs, they get great color commentary from me the, <laughs> during their games too.
2: Speaker
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. passion,
0: I guess. <laughs> you know, I saw a YouTube video of a guy mm-hmm. who races Hot Wheel cars. Oh yeah. He has a little track set up and he has all the cars numbered and painted like all the NASCAR stuff and they've all got names and everything. And he actually, him and his son do it, I believe. And they, his son sets them all up and they do commentary of the whole thing. (laughs) They do do, uh, heats, qualifying heats and races and it's, and they have a lot of followers You could commentary your your hockey games and just record you playing the game and and, uh, voiceover and
1: I'd I'd have to explain the fits of rage that happen after after a terrible loss. So it'd be tough. It'd be tough to come back from those. Well, you can you can edit those out. Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: awesome. That would be pretty cool. If you could do or be anything at all, yep. without any possibility of failure, what would it be?
1: You know, I'd I'd like to without the possibility of failure, you just want to help people, I think. I think it would be you know, maybe medical field, but just something to help people. I, I don't know if there's anything specific that I would think of. Um, you know, the sports thing would be great, but if without the the fear of failure or, you know, the possibility of failure, you, you'd want to do your best to just help others, I think, with that. Nice. Um, yeah, like one of those specialty doctors that, you know, they person every year or something with something crazy like something like that like you know i, I just finished watching house and i was like yeah somebody that just figures out what's wrong with everybody i love that one <laughs> that'd be a cool <laughs> one but you know just something that helps people i think nice yeah
0: right on that's a good one what do you do in your spare time to take your mind off things
1: um video games sports all sports things <laughs> um yeah you know, watch a game, play a game, some, something along those lines. I, I, it it really puts me into a different world when, when that stuff's going on. It's different, it's tense, it's, you know, roller coaster, and, you know, maybe it's not relaxing all the time, but, uh, you know, it, it just... Just takes it, you it, away from real life. Yeah, yeah. Your brain just goes off and it goes somewhere else and you're in a whole new world and it's, you know... These problems over here. They can wait the two hours or the hour, whatever the, the time is, and right. and then yeah, that that's that's what really takes my mind off stuff. Just, nice. just doing something like that. Nice. Do you so
0: if you had to choose mm-hmm. of all the sports you watch, yeah, if you had to choose one,
2: yeah,
0: which one would it be?
1: Hockey. Hockey. Oh, always, always been. always always been number one um i i remember this saying that it stuck with me to the to to today um there we were it was we were playing soccer and uh they had um one of the big guys from soccer alberta come up from from the south and come up to fort mcmurray and was like training us and it's kind of like a training session kind of Scouting, seeing if anybody up here is good enough for like an Alberta program or Canadian program that sort of thing, right? So they're running us through these drills and um, an older guy, and I'm pretty sure it was, his name was Mikey Mellon um, it, uh, the coach is like, what, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys fooling around? He's like, are you guys soccer players? And he was just like, no, we're hockey players, but we play soccer in the summertime. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's kind of how a lot of us operate here. Like, we're, yeah. we're just waiting for hockey season <laughs> to swirl around. So I always kind of felt that way, too. We lost the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, I kind of do other stuff just to wait for hockey to come back around. So, yeah. yeah. I think hockey is all of them. I've, I've seen the
0: shirt a few times. It says life is what happens between hockey games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what my, my childhood was. And yeah, yeah. my mom must have probably felt the same way. Like yeah. just a hockey game or hockey practice or whatever lots. it was. Yeah. yeah. Both 100%. you and your brother played too, right? Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of time spent in a rink growing up. Yeah. Well, we,
0: we had six kids, you know, yes. and, uh, we spent a lot of time running and sometimes my wife and I would run two different directions with three kids each (laughs) to different arenas. Yeah. And sometimes we would pack lunches because we would spend all day Saturday at the rink or all day Sunday at the rink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Definitely. And, and I know a lot of kids from up North when they would go to the rink, even if they played in the morning or something, they would stay there half the day anyways either watching or playing with their
1: friends because we, we all would, their
0: friends were at the rink.
1: We would do that all the time. Just go by the rink and see what was going on. Like right. it was just like a thing to do. You just go there and see what's going on. If there's anything or not, maybe you see a loose puck and you just kick the puck around or whatever it is. Right.
0: <laughs> How many Remember times all did that? you do that in the hallway by the dressing rooms?
1: It, 100%. 100%. <laughs>
0: that's like i said that hockey family right you you get to know that group of people yeah and no matter when you go they're always there yep we forgot to pick up one of my kids one time after one of their (laughs) games and we realized it about three quarters the way home so we turned around went back to get them because we dropped them off at all different ranks right yep so we realized we go zip and back up to Beacon Hill. And you remember grandma from the concession stand?
1: Oh, absolutely. Miss Jomas. Yes. Yeah.
0: She was sitting there and Cassidy was sitting waiting for us.
2: <laughs>
1: half
0: dressed in half yeah. gear watching, watching the games and she had brought him out some fries or something. Yeah. <laughs> but we come back and we were so devastated as parents yeah oh we're sorry we forgot you you know blah blah blah. he's like yeah i was watching <laughs> hockey no problem <laughs> grandma gave me some french fries yeah yeah you know and it's lady. it's it's the hockey family man it's yeah. everybody takes care of everybody else mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's it's amazing it's awesome what do you think is the biggest lesson in life
2: that you've learned so far
1: Hard work is worth it. Um, hard work is worth it. If you put everything you have into something, even if it doesn't go the way it does, it, it, you think it should, it, it's gonna pay off in in some way or another. Um, maybe maybe it's not this time, but maybe you've learned something. From that. Maybe it's something else. I, I I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Yeah, And I think if you put all your work into something, it will pay off eventually and, and, and hard work does pay off. At the end. Nice.
0: Nice. Sense of accomplishment too.
1: Yes. A hundred percent.
0: Right. right. 100%. Yeah. What, what one thing, um, that you've accomplished in your life so far are you most proud of?
1: Um,
0: other than being a senators fan
1: (laughs) surviving that yeah that's that's been a rough journey (laughs) um i think uh i think two things um one is uh convincing my wife that we are to be together (laughs) and two i think is um but it was actually making the second hockey rep team I ever made the one, the one where, you know, I went and played those games. I think nice. I, I I knew my feeling going away that I I had that feeling that I was, you know, on the outside looking in. On, I was like, on the bubble. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like everybody's older than me. I'm younger than everybody here. Like maybe I just need a year to get bigger, stronger and, and all that. And then, when I went and played those games and I knew, no, this is, this is where I need to, like, I need to be here. I can do this. And nice. the fact that I just, I made it was unbelievable because I got the feeling I got from getting on that bus to the feeling I got when I got off after the coach talked to me and said, you know what, you earned it while you were here. That, it, it that changed my attitude towards everything where I, you know, Went in feeling, no, I'm not adequate enough to after leaving being like, no, I deserve to be here and I should be here. Nice. Like, that feeling just has carried on through my life that, you know what, I can, that, yeah, like, even if I don't feel like it, if I just put all that work in, then I'll feel like, yes, I do belong here. Um, yeah. That Those are, um, that, that one for sure. And then, yes, um, the fact that I got my wife to marry me was, uh, pretty impressive. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said,
0: what's something you've done in your life that you wish you could go back and change? Probably not the wife part, right?
1: No, no, that went well. I think that went well. <laughs> She might not agree every day, but that's okay. <laughs> um, that went well for me. so um, <laughs> right. uh, Something I wish I would change. Um, it's hard to say. I, I, don't, I don't live with any regrets for anything that happened. There's a lot of dumb things I did that I was probably like, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Like That wasn't very smart. You shouldn't have done that. Um, Lear- learning you know, lessons though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think maybe, you know, treating a few people a little bit better. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you don't recognize that, you know, you're, you're, you you could kind of be mean by just not being kind to somebody just by ignoring something or whatever it is. I yeah. think maybe that's, maybe that's what I would feel like, you know, oh, I should probably go back and, you know, maybe, maybe say hi to that person, maybe ask him to hang out, maybe do something like that. Maybe not just ignore whatever, you know what I mean? Just treat them a little better. Yeah. Yeah. i yeah. like nothing, nothing crazy. Like I, I didn't, I wouldn't say I, I bullied anybody or anything like that. I just think I could have been nicer it, rather than, you know, whatever, ignorant right. to it or whatever, you know, right. Better.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, and that's the biggest thing I think, like I, talk with a lot of people about this question you know if even the, with all the experiences you've gained from what you've done yeah whether right or wrong good or bad whatever yeah you've learned something along the way yeah so would you really go back and change something yeah. or would you leave it and say yeah no i learned from that
1: yeah yeah and right. you know what? I, I have. Like it is a it is a big thing in my life now, you know. You just you gotta be nice to people and, and I think about it. Like you think about that kind of stuff. And right. Like I yeah. said, it wasn't like I'm I'm I was bullying anybody by any means. It's just like I've been nicer. So just try to be nicer right. to people. Yeah.
0: And again, if you went back in time and changed something, would yeah. you be the same person you are now?
1: Probably not. Right? Probably not. Nope. Maybe
0: she wouldn't have married you.
1: <laughs> right?
0: I'm pretty funny. She
1: probably still would have married me. <laughs>
0: you are you are pretty yeah. funny. She, she probably thinks you're funny. Yeah. Sarcastically. Yeah. <laughs> As she goes, ha ha.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would you say has made the biggest difference in how successful you've become?
1: Um, feeling like I contribute I do every day um, whether it be at work which um, I in September it's been 10 years that I've been at the same uh, nice. um, that's the longest by 9 years that I was at a job <laughs> from before that um, every other job was about a year and a lot of that was me because it was they were jobs they weren't my what i had planned on doing they were just jobs that i had taken and you know Something you're just doing you through. it through yeah. yeah you get hired and you're like okay i can do this so i'll do it and uh the the job before this one i hated it it, it was an absolute lesson that you know you need to love what you do because it it took a toll on me physically i yeah. um they thought I had an ulcer at one point because i' had so worried and freaked out about the job I was doing. um It was a bad environment um, I got along with some of the people and it it just wasn't good the The job wasn't great um you know, pay was fine, but again that's not a motivator for me and when I got the job that I'm in now, being there. A month, and I knew this is different. This is this is what you know. This is where I need to be. This is the type of place I want to be. And then you know, you put everything you have into it. And then you know, I I I think I've added value to where we are. So you know, I think that's that's what has kind of got me to where I am now. And then I think the same thing for family. Like you, you just put what you need to into it. Then you know. Good things can happen.
0: Nice. Yeah. So with some of that involved, what one thing in your past do you think has given you greatest life lesson?
1: I think I think getting fired from that job. I didn't get fired for performance. Um what they had done was hire somebody with more experience, had we trained them <laughs> and then they fired me. And go. I think it was hard. It was definitely the hardest thing I've ever been through is being told that you're not good enough and we don't need you anymore. And it's like, Holy smokes. Like, what am I going to do? Is anybody ever going to need me anymore? Like it, right. it really, it hurts when that, that happens. And that they, they weren't, told. Yeah, yeah. like they weren't direct. They, it wasn't like mean or anything when they, they let me go. It was very professional, but you know, that's what you come out. Hearing whatever they said, like you kind of go out of your body for a little bit, and you're just like, What's happening? Like, what's going on? And you kind of just leave and you're like, Well, that's what I did for the last year, and now, like, what do I do tomorrow? And like, is anybody else gonna hire me? And um, yeah, I think getting through that and getting the job that I have now has taught me than everything. Like, you need to be happy with. That it doesn't affect everything else around you. So yeah. that was that was my biggest lesson I learned.
0: Nice. Um, what's the greatest piece of advice you've ever been given, and who gave it to you?
1: Um, listen, I think. Um, it was actually taught in a seminar that I had done for work and they were like, you need to listen to people, not just hear what they're saying, but listen to what they're saying to you. It, there, there's the difference between hearing them and listening. And when you're talking to somebody, really listen to what they say. Don't just, and and I just struggle with this and I try very, very hard, but. somebody's talking sometimes I'll be like okay what am I going to say to this in my brain and I'll be like thinking of something that I'm going to say next rather than listening to what they're actually saying right and that was something that I I thought wow like it's something you don't think of but if you're actively listening to somebody then you can really hear what they're talking about and listen to what they're saying instead of just being like oh yeah cool it's kind of like when I did this and then, you know, you're going off on your story then. Right. So it's like, oh, this listen, like, it, it sounds simple that you just listen, but it, it was something that kind of hit home when I heard it, like how he said, like, you just got to listen to people. Like, oh, that's like, yeah, so, so easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but,
0: <laughs> My wife and I say that all the time because a lot of times, just like you said, people will hear you talking but they did not listen. They, Mm -hmm. they, they aren't, like you said, actively listening. Yeah. You know, you can, you can sit in a crowded room and hear people talking, but can you actually listen to the conversations or understand what they're talking about? You have to listen, you have to be engaged, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a thing. Um. What do you think? Uh let's see, sorry. See where I, where I am.
1: <laughs> How do you know when you know? I think it's when your brain and your heart and your gut all match up and they all feel the same way about something. I think okay. it's when all those three things that you have are like, yeah, that's the thing. I think the, the, when, when those three things happen all together, then you're like, okay, yeah, I think, I think that's it.
0: You know, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What, uh, will be meaningful to you in five years?
1: What will be meaningful to me in five years? Yeah. Um, I just want to see where my kids are at in five years. Um, you watch them every day, and it's, it's amazing the things that they pick up. It's amazing the things they learn. It's amazing the habits from you and your partner and the friends that they yeah. pick up. And you're like, I hope they get the good ones. Right, yeah.
2: Where did you learn uh, that from, yeah.
1: from you, Dad? <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to be something that I'm fascinated to know in about five years. That's awesome. What is your idea of
0: perfect happiness?
1: Um, you know, it'd be easy to say, you know, sit back, relax on a beach somewhere, and you know, just be relaxed. But it, it, that wouldn't be me. I couldn't I couldn't just relax. I, I I would. I like to relax for a little bit, but I need to be doing something and you know the scary thing is um we've talked you know the oiler's lottery comes around you get a ticket and you're like you know maybe i could win this thing you know maybe it makes life a little bit easier maybe there's no stress and stuff like that but then at the same time i was like what would i do all day though like i need that sense of doing something to accomplish something well if you so, if you if you had
0: that money to make it easier on you, you could
1: start your sports show. Well, that's it. Right. Then, then there would be something to do. I would need that other thing to do with it. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be everybody kind of taken care of, um, everybody comfortable. Um, I'm a huge fan of my family and, and Allison's family too. Um, I we get along so well with everybody and enjoy spending time together to the point where we even looked at this really giant house that we might all live in together at one point, And it didn't sound crazy for, you know, five seconds. So <laughs> I mean, in 10 seconds, it sounded crazy, but in five seconds it didn't sound so crazy. So, you yeah. know, I'd like everybody to kind of be around. I, I, I enjoy that. Um, my nice. family, um, my parents moved out here um, from Newfoundland and Labrador. That's where both my parents' parents are from. Um, that's where they grew up. That's where they lived. Dad came out and, you know, Fort McMurray uh, <laughs> went went up there and worked in the oil patch. His brother came out. So I had a couple cousins up in Fort Mac, but weren't, like, tight by any means. And there are uh, my family I visited every four years and that was like our vacation was going back to Newfoundland to visit everybody, which as a kid, you know, a beautiful place. We had some fun there, but guess who didn't go to Disneyland when they were a kid, (laughs) they went to visit their aunts and uncles. So, you know, there's that going on. So like, I never had that close tight knit family stuff. So like to be a part of that now is just, it's just totally different from totally different for me like my my family's super close we did tons of road trips we did tons of stuff spending time together but yeah to to have like extended family and bigger family that's around visiting all the time and friendly and like uncomfortable because you've only seen them four years ago and i remember when you were only this tall (laughs) they talk they (laughs) talk different than you do it's (laughs) like it's very hard when you're a kid so yeah um, No, I think kind of everybody being around and comfortable would be, you know, like happiness while still accomplishing.
0: Nice. So then, obviously, family is very important to you. Yes. Yeah.
2: Nice.
0: Uh, Why is it important to have good or positive relationships in your life?
1: Um. I think it's good to have those for the bad times. Um, it's uh, everybody's going to go through it. Um, it doesn't matter how positive of a person you are. Um, how, if you try to see the good in everything, there'll, there'll be those times that it'll hit you and you won't know what to do. And to have a positive person around to show you good thing is wonderful and that every you're having a bad time and you're with somebody else who also is commiserating works for a certain point, but you both just stay down. You need that person to uplift you. And I think we all go through the ups and downs and you need somebody to pick you up when you're down. Nice. So then that, that
0: positive attitude, um, in your dealings, be it family, friends, work, even in your alone time. Mm -hmm. Right on. Do you do any type of meditation, yoga, any sort of self-healing, self-awareness type work?
1: Um, Well, I'm not very bendy. Uh, I'm not built that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever been able to touch my toes to be honest with you even in the best of days um so no I've, I've never I've never tried yoga it's something that you know it does interest me um you, you hear everybody's doing it and you're like it's stretching so how hard could it be I mean I know how I move and I know that would be not easy <laughs> so I was like I don't know but I do find time for for prayer and it's Mostly with myself, um, we used to do some family prayers, and we we do family prayers at night sometimes, and um, do that. But there, you know, sometimes if 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 things aren't going well or something, I'll go take five minutes uh, out of my day, kind of go away from from everything, and and just say a little prayer, and and you know, kind of nice, kind of just zone out, and you know, hope for those good feelings to come back, which you know they do. So. Nice. That's awesome.
0: If you had a magic wand and you could do one thing for yourself,
2: what would it be?
1: For myself. might seem like I'm thinking of something really deep right now, but it really isn't. (laughs) it's it's really i just want to be like two or three inches taller because i was always told i was going to be over six feet and they never let me be over and it never got to over six feet <laughs> like this is the last couple inches i think it would really even me out so
0: <laughs> that's awesome yeah if you could write a letter to your younger self yeah what age would it be and what mm-hmm. kind of advice would you give
1: Um, it would have been um, hmm. well there's two things I'm thinking of one would have been like uh, when I was playing hockey I was like just man up and fight somebody like just Pick somebody bigger than you and take them on and see how it goes you get beaten up you get beaten up it's okay that'd be one of them uh, the other one uh, it would have been when I was um uh, I went when I was in my first year in school down in Lethbridge and I would have just been like, you know just keep doing what you're doing everything's gonna be okay um, there are some times where I, I was kind of lost in college and like you know, I I had friends, I had a great roommate, she helped me learn how to take care of myself, like to be on my own and really like helped me, gave me some responsibilities while I was there and, and showed me the way. But there is a lot of times where I just felt really lost. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know, like nothing's kind of making sense here. Like, um, like personal relationships with stuff wasn't working. And I was like, man, what, what is going on here? And I think I would just be like, keep going. Do you keep trucking through this? You work hard and then, you know, everything's. it's going to, it's going to work out for you. And I think that's, that's what I would do. Um, nice. Did those things. I just kept going. <laughs> so I, it would be advice. I, to would be like, Oh, way to go, John. Thanks for the advice. Awesome. Can yeah. <laughs> you okay, give me some winning lottery numbers or something? Like. Yeah. Right. Well, what are you, what are you doing with this advice? And just keep going. But that would be classic me.
0: So yeah. yeah. But look at you now. Yeah. You know, you're successful. You've got a nice family
1: yeah what yeah no I there? wouldn't change it so there wouldn't there wouldn't be something where I'd be like change this about you or take this route instead of doing this because this is the path I want to be down there's there's no there 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 was no decision where I was like I think I really went the wrong way on that one so yeah. <laughs> I think it would just be an encouragement letter. just you nice. know keep it up you can do it just, just um, that everything's gonna work out yeah maybe maybe don't put that pen in the laundry that one day maybe don't do that that was a I, mess i hate when that happens yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's when she stopped doing laundry
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah if you could have lunch and a chat with anyone dead or alive who would it be
1: There's so many interesting things. Um, but I don't, knowing me, I wouldn't use them to the full effect that they probably should be. And I think I would be wasting those people's time. <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know what to talk to you about. This is weird. We're, we, I don't know what to talk to you about. So I'd like somebody who would be able to like, not entertain me, but you know, they'd be able to do it like, I, I listen to one of my favorite comedians, and it's not—he's not necessarily comedians. So Conan O'Brien. I listen to his podcast all the time, and he's somebody who I'd love to that, chat with. He seems like somebody who would be have so many stories and would keep the conversation going when I leave it the ball drop and be yeah. like, "I don't know what to say," and then he would say something. Like it just seems like that would be something that I'd really enjoy. I know. If I would, I know it'd be kind of a waste as to like all the things in the world you could probably find out, but I'd really just like to be like, I think it would be like just an awesome day just to be there, you know, you have to take me somewhere nice though. So. Yeah, there you go,
0: right? Yeah. Dinner on a beach somewhere. Yeah. If you could send one message to the whole world, what would it be?
1: Be nicer to everybody be nicer. Whatever you're doing, be nicer. It it is bad that, you know, your people are just, you know, being mean to people for no reason at all. Like, just be nicer. That that would be my, my whole message. It would cure a lot of things right like it's like why do you yeah. dislike that person because you were told to dislike that person makes no sense to me be nicer yeah. <laughs> yeah if you could live anywhere in the world yeah where would it be uh i would not move too far from here um i would go down to the mountains maybe um it i i loved i loved switzerland but only because it reminded me of here <laughs> I, 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 when we were over there i was like this place reminds me so much of just being like in Banff and jasper and like like i said i loved it over there it was beautiful lots of mountain ranges and all that stuff but um i think i think it would just be in the mountains here i, I i'm not somebody who does well in warm temperatures um so i i Need the winter? <laughs> I need that that season, and uh, I, I I do love the mountains. It's it's a nice place to, to be. So I think honestly that that might be it. Just down in the mountains somewhere, Canmore, bam Jasper, anyone one of those. Awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I I work with a guy that lives in Canmore, and we talk quite a bit. He mountain climbs. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing some of the stories he's got. But he lives in Canmore.
1: He's right there. It's, so it's pretty I, awesome. I, and it, I mean, to just look out your window and see that—it's—it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, even being so close, you're like, "Why am I not here all the time? Like, why don't I just come right. down for the weekend and look?" But you know, it's just not real. But you know, wow. it's every time you're there, you're just like you, you feel you you feel that you know, wow, everything's bigger. Like your problems are are nothing. Like every there's so much out there right now you know yeah yeah it is amazing
0: definitely what type of music makes you happy what's your go-to
2: feel-good music um
1: you know i <laughs> i i i like everything um I'll give anything a chance, especially if it's live. Um, I've I've gotten into um jazz over the last few years. I've gotten um, I mean, my parents grew up a lot of country music with them. My dad would always have country music on um while he was getting ready or um on our trips. We had cases of tapes back then. Um we had tapes. Yeah, no, just tapes, just tapes, oh, cassettes. Uh, just cassettes, yeah, okay. just cassettes. Not that old. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, cassette tapes uh, that we'd go through, and, like, there was some rock in there, but it was mostly country, and I I remember growing up, and my dad having on um, the country music station, either on the radio or on TV, and song would be on, and he'd be like, who's this? And I'd be like, and I guess, like... The regular people, I'd be like Randy Travis or, you know, (laughs) Dolly Parton, somebody, you know, somebody that I knew. And he'd be like, no, it's this person. And like he just knew all of it. Of course it was that as I grew older, I realized that, you know, the Fort McMurray Country Music Station played the same songs over and over again. So it really wasn't that that. impressive. (laughs) But he always seemed to just know that. And I was like, that's cool that he knew that. And like kind of instilled that in a way that you didn't even know like while we were traveling, music on, and like like all yeah. oh, these songs, and it would just be like a soundtrack to your your childhood and so uh, really, I started with country um and then like had some rock in there, and then when I started getting my own stuff, I really got into punk music, and I was into that for a while, but I still didn't even mind like the pop at the time. And then I got into some rap later. So honestly, like I'll just listen to anything that kind of comes on. I'm okay with. Um, I am finding myself to be that old person. Who's like, what kind of name is that for a band or whatever? I, I said that the other day and I was like, Oh no. I was like, where did that come from? I was like, man, did I used to rag on my parents for saying how ridiculous the name like I don't know. Blink one eighty two is and now it's like whatever, and I'm like <laughs> he's, That's he's in the flower name. pot. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I'm like, oh no, I'm becoming that person. But um, yeah, I'll give I'll give any sort of music a chance. But uh, yeah, I I really if I need to calm down, like anything acoustical, I love too. Nice. And like you said, any any music
0: live is cool to see. Oh, I it's, I, I I've seen... I've seen some things that I would never listen to on the radio or go by for that matter.
1: But when you see them live, it's just totally different. It's an experience.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. It's, it's an absolute experience. Everything about it. It's the atmosphere. It's people around. I mean, that's not a thing anymore, but you know, hopefully that comes back because uh, it, it was amazing. We, we went and saw, um, uh, even here we went and saw the sound of music uh a couple of years ago and i was like again that movie comes on i mean that's kind of going off the tv immediately like i'm not watching it but we went and saw it and i'm like okay all these songs that you like heard of and you're like they're not good songs you don't want to listen to them, but when you hear it live and you hear whoever it is performing that right then and there for you it's yeah. pretty amazing no matter it what is. it is it is and, um I mean, when we were in, um, when we were over in Europe and we went into London, we went and saw a show there too. We saw Les Mis. And um, it it was phenomenal. I had been looking forward to my soccer game I was going to go see over there that, you know, a lifetime of waiting for it. And then we saw the show afterwards. I was like, And I'm having a hard time picking the best moment from all of it. Like being there and like listening to it and how powerful that music actually is. Like it it, it, being, being anywhere live is amazing. Yeah. 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 That's awesome.
0: If you were stand stranded on a desert Island and the device you had could only play one song over and over. Yeah. And it would never shut off.
2: Yeah.
1: What one song would you Pick. um it would be um mine and allison's wedding song uh swing life away by rise again very mellow tune but a little bit in the middle too and then there's just all the memories from a lot of different times when we've listened to that song and um and, and those would all come flooding back so the memories alone with the song would be something worth listening to over and over again so nice. not to mention i like the song anyway. <laughs> yeah and the memories of your wife is
0: pretty good too
1: yeah i'm sorry
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i hope she's not watching <laughs> okay so one final question mm-hmm. um john bird has gone through this whole life he's learned everything he's ever wanted to grown to be You know, the smartest guy ever and and accomplished everything just 100%. And when you pass nothing that is ever known of you to younger generations, they have no idea who John Bird is. Yeah. And you could leave behind three lessons for life. What would those three lessons be?
1: They would be... It would be work hard, be nice, and laugh. Nice. Those, those are the three things that, that can get me through almost every day. And those would be the three things. Uh, laughter, maybe be the first one. Because, you know, sometimes you have to laugh so you don't cry. So, you know. Right, right exactly. <laughs> So yeah, Uh, those, those would be the three. That's awesome.
0: Thanks for joining me, John. This is great. It's, it's fun chatting with you and stuff. And uh, I chatted with your wife the other day. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope people can listen and, and you know, take some insights from your life and maybe use them in their lives or maybe some things that we talked about that they never thought about. So hopefully we can. Or they got a whole
1: bunch of sports talks that
0: they don't or, want. So. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> Either way. Maybe, maybe you'll get people calling you to start this talk show <laughs> with them. That would be awesome too. It would. Okay. Thanks a lot, John. Uh, this has been Lessons for Life. I'm Troy Hutkins, and this guest that I have today was John Bird. Uh, tune in again next time for another
2: podcast. Thank you for joining us.